today, welcoming 2020 Italian style with Janice Mancuso, an Italian news around the USA, plus Celentano comes to Vancouver, and Frutto di Mare, pasta, all this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network, right here live on 1150 AM KKNW in the greater Puget Sound area, or you can listen to us 24-7 on the Internet by going to our website, WCIR.biz. Just remember that acronym, West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. Click at the link at the top of the page. You can hear this week's broadcast or any of our Last broadcast from the last uh, five years, and uh, we're almost to our five-year anniversary here. It's going to be coming up, I think, in February. That's going to be a lot of fun. But meanwhile, now we're here at the beginning of another new year, uh, 2020, a, a brand new year, lots of uh, lots of hope on the horizon and different New Year's resolutions, which we will talk about as we uh, as we proceed through this broadcast. Unfortunately, my dear co-host, Marcia Caputo, is out with a flu, uh, so we hope Marcia gets better soon. We miss her. Looking forward to having her back as soon as we can. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host, and I have none other than that notorious Italian-American Siciliano from back east, my paisan for many years, sitting in today as our guest host, Mr. John Abate. Thank God you didn't say uh, one step ahead of the fence. You know what I mean from the witness protection program. I saved that for you. What can I tell you? You know I'm just say that. <laughs> you know, you know well, you, thanks for being here. Gotta make sure we duck because we got windows here. You know. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're having a very good time, uh, and let's get right into it. You know, we have a brand new year here. Lots of hopes and dreams for the start mm-hmm. of a new decade, 2020. Man, it's hard to believe that. Uh, we're going to get right into Umpezzo d'Italia in the Northwest, some Italian news for you. Um, interesting, this is something that just came up this uh, just this year, the 2nd of January, so, you know, the day after the New Year there, a 49-year-old woman. This comes to us, by the way, from Redazione, uh, which is a an Italian paper. Um, a shopping obsession which the court fixes the problem. A 49-year-old woman from Pavia, which is south of Milano, spent 30000 that's $35,000. 30,000 euros is equivalent to 35000 U.S. dollars on clothing, brand-name goods, and shoes on New Year's Eve. So, now you think my wife has a shopping fetish. This woman has a shopping fetish. $35,000 on New Year's Eve. Mamma mia. The family tried to help her with her obsession, but in the end, the court had to get involved. The judge from Pavi decided to fix the problem following the conclusion of a psychiatric a diagnostic uh, condition. He ordered the seizure of all her credit cards and even her debit card. So, uh, interesting thing, you know. Tell you what, that's, uh, that, that's some type of a record. I don't know, maybe if you were Paris Hilton or someone like that, or one of those... Uh, when some of those broads back on like the Jersey short thing, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I could tell you, know. you few, I could tell you if you were in Rhode Island that used to be quick on the draw with the checkbook. Yeah, partic- yeah. Particularly mine, particularly mine. Who am I thinking of here, Eric? Those 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 Italian wannabes back in New Jersey. You see them; they're all the on all the things and in the news, and you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to reality TV. <laughs> well, anyway. Are you talking about uh, like Snooki and all that? Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of these Italian uh, g- gals and g- guys back there that, you know, 
are doing this new age stuff and they all are living high in the hog. So maybe they would do the that. Long Island that. media, maybe you're yeah, thinking yeah, of? Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know, you know. All right, moving on to our next story. A couple orders the most expensive plates compliments the chef, and we'll go on here. This is, again, from the uh, Rezzone. This is from January 1st, 2020. Italian couple reserved a table for New Year's Eve at the exclusive Incontro de Sapori, which means the meaning of flavors, restaurant in Parma, located in the uh, northern Italian region of Emilia-Romagna. They ordered fish, they ordered wine, they devoured delicacies, they, the most expensive plates, the best liquors. They complimented the chef and praised the owner and the staff. They lived large and talked big. So naturally, all involved were surprised when the couple simply walked out on their bill at the end of the night. Okay? Can you believe that? Now, the total was only 114 euros, which if you think they're eating that much, 114 euros, that's like maybe $150 U.S. It's not a... Huge bill. The, but the restaurant has a video cameras insurance and a, a loose affiliation with the Gambino crime family. <laughs> what bothered the owners and staff was how brazen and amenable the couple was. And I guess this trend has become a norm throughout Italy where young couples target restaurants and menus posted outside so that they can quickly choose the best food and delicacies delicacies and then jump the bill you know so interesting stuff there you know out of italy you know um i know that they i've heard about them doing that in new york and stuff and other places when i lived there they would and, and with cabs too a lot of times you know they rack up these yeah. big cab bills and they all you know well, run out well tony if they had gone over into providence you know at uh at uh, um the um the restaurant and uh, uh the uh, funeral parlor thing this way, uh, they wouldn't have to worry if they, uh, the family would make sure that they get the best of service, dead or alive. You see what I mean? Exactly, exactly. All right, moving right on here. Um, we're we're going to push our food segment out here a little bit today, uh, but we are going to talk about our Italian phrases. Even though the wonderful and dear Marzi was unable to be with us uh, here today, uh, she's with us in spirit. She helped us prepare some of the stuff here for the show. Of course, Everybody knows that yesterday, which is January 5th, the Feast of Epiphany, also in Italy, is the Feast of uh, La Befana. So unlike here in the United States, when you, you know the, the Italian kids don't get all their presents on you know, Christmas Eve from Santa Claus, they get all their presents on January 5th from the uh, Italian witch La Befana. There's a whole story about that, how she... Uh, you know, had, had missed the birth of Christ, so she's going around the world giving presents now to kids, hoping to find the uh, infant child, Jesus. Um, anyway, so just a reminder of all this stuff. Uh, for Italians tonight, Lebefano, our favorite witch flies the world looking for baby Jesus. She brings small gifts, candies, or if you're bad, coal, and puts them into the stockings and shoes of the children. Very famous poem that all Italians learn in kindergarten. So, um... This is something that I got to say right. I'm, I'm told here by Marcy because the witch is watching me. Okay, so uh, here you are, your Italian phrase for the day kind of tied in with the Feast of uh, La Befana and, uh, uh, and Epiphany, okay? La Befana viene di notte con le scarpe tutte rotte. Il vestito di Ramona, viva viva la Befana. 
which translated means the witch comes at night with shoes broken and Roman dress. Long live the epiphany. So now, you know, technically speaking, if you're Italian or Italian-American, and those of you who are are going to understand what I'm going to have to say next there, technically Christmas for us got over yesterday, okay? So, I mean, even though, you know, um, they start this Christmas celebration, you know, because of the commercialization and everything, as early as uh, as Thanksgiving and sometimes even beyond. I think, like, I was seeing Christmas decorations actually in stores, like, as early, like, as October this year, okay, which I find myself, uh, to say, a little bit disgusting. But, you know, so commercially speaking, you have Thanksgiving, then, you know, the commercial world starts Christmas, all the movies, all the decorations, all the stuff, the music, yada, yada, yada. However, technically speaking, if you're Italian, the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve One is Advent. One it's Advent. It's Advent. You're it. not supposed to play no Christmas music during yeah. this time, all right? Yeah. I mean, you go to Mass, then you hear the Advent music, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, all of that stuff. Technically speaking, you play the Christmas music between you know, Christmas Eve, you know, starting at midnight, technically, and the 5th, which is Epiphany, the the uh, the, uh, the visit of the Magi, the three kings, right? Yeah, so, but Tony, don't forget, the, the, there's preparation where it's almost like a celebration, in effect, like a mini-celebration between that time period, but then you're, you're right about the playing of the music, Christmas Eve, and so forth, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, so anyway, so my point is, is that we... You know, being we're an Italian family and that we uphold these things. So, you know, we just yesterday, last night, started taking down our Christmas decorations because you have your 12 days of Christmas that technically start then on, you know, Christmas Day and you go for it till, till Epiphany days. there. Days, yeah. um, which is kind of nice, you know, because you could extend it a little bit longer, I guess. Um, and uh, today, you know, it marks really the first day that we are in the new year, if you're, you know, yeah. talk, talking Italian wise. And of course, La, Befa- La Befana just I- emphasizes that because that's you know truly what they do in Italy there. Yeah. Okay, all right. So now, before mm-hmm. we take our break, let's talk a little bit about Adriano Celentano. Adriano Celentano is our artist of the week, which we're going to do next year. Okay. Now, interestingly, this guy is like one of the most prolific songwriters of all time in Italy. He was born in 1938. He's been an Italian singer, composer, producer, comedian, actor, film director, and TV host. Okay, um, he is dubbed as Il Molejato, the flexible one, because he can also, I guess, dance. Okay, um, and over the his career, Celentano has sold over 150 million records um, in Italy and in much of the rest of the world. Um, he's credited as being the artist who introduced rock and roll to Italy. And he's appeared in about 40 different films, mostly comedies. Um, he has had many, many fam- famous songs. He was influenced the most heavily by Elvis Presley and also uh, in terms of music. And then by his acting, he was influenced by, of course, the comedic star Jerry Lewis. Um Many, many different things. Uh, probably one of his most popular songs that I just absolutely love is the song Susanna, which we're going to play for you here in just a second. Now, interestingly, my dear friend Rico Fuoco, who I just spoke to this afternoon on the way here uh, in the car, Rico, as you recall, owns the um, uh, 
uh, Federico Supper Club up in Vancouver, B.C. Just a great supper club. It kind of reminds you of the old, uh, uh, you know, Copacabana in New York. I mean, it's just a nice supper club where they have a stage, dancing. It's just really, really a great place. Top entertainment, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you get a chance, folks, you go up to Vancouver, go to Commercial Drive, which is the Italian district there. Make sure you go up and 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 have dinner and catch a show at at uh, Federico Supper Club. So there, they uh, often produce a lot of these shows that come in from Italy of these well-known artists. Uh, they don't have a big enough place, to, you know, to like to produce a stadium-level concert there. So they do it at the Hard Rock Cafe that is in town there in Vancouver, which can hold, of course, thousands of people in their theater there. So they are doing a special Celentano concert that you have got to go see on March 6th. Now, interestingly, let me say that the original Andriano Celentano is not going to perform at this concert because he refuses to fly. Mm. Interestingly, I have an uncle, my uncle Steve, back in New York, who I love dearly. He's like one of my favorite relatives of all time. My uncle Steve, his entire life, he's like, I know, practically 80 now. He refuses. He's never flown in his life, so he's never really left that area of New York where our family is from. Um, and Celentano is like that. He just refuses to fly anywhere. So, you know, if it's not someplace he can get to there readily on the European uh, continent, he doesn't do concerts <laughs> live, despite the fact he's so well-known. So instead, they are bringing out the number one Celentano band, trip tribute band in the world. This is even endorsed, as I understand, by Adriano Celentano to do all of his music. So it's going to be a fun, fun night. We'll have more of that coming up, and make sure you get your reservations now. Let's play a little bit of, for our Artist of the Week, Adriano Celentano, his song Susanna, which uh, is one of my favorite and probably one of his most popular songs. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. 
PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio Network bringing you the Italian Radio Show. One of my favorite people from the West, from the East Coast, from the East Coast is... Uh, is joining us today none other than the one and only Janice Mancusa. Janice, are you there? Yes, I am. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All the above. You have a good holiday season? Yes, I did. It was great. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Looking forward to a good 2020. (laughs) Well, and you know, and and I'm so glad that you're on the show today because uh, as we go into 2020, you know, um... You really keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening around the United States with the Italian and the Italian-American community, as well as some uh, unique stuff that comes to us out of Italy. So it's really great to have you here as we kick off this year to kind of recap some of the stuff from last year and and look forward on some of the uh, items that are going to be coming up over the, uh, you know, the next 12 months here uh, in the USA with the Italian and the Italian-American community. So, um... What do you got for us today? Well, one of the first things I wanted to give you an update on was the Mother Cabrini, uh, I guess, controversy that was happening in New York City. We spoke about so, it last time. That's right. With, so let's let's kind of give our, our listeners a recap. So this was where there was a vote that I guess was taken, uh, what was it, in the media or the newspapers or something, where you know people could call in. They were given their option of different statues that they wanted to be made in New York City. And there well, was an... What it was was that um, uh, it's through the, through the, uh, the mayor's office. They have a um, organization that they started for making more statues of women, and they asked people to write in or send in uh, uh, people's names as to who they wanted to um, have for these first five statues that right. were going to be erected. And Mother Cabrini was the top one who uh, received the most votes. Gotcha. When they came to the decision to what statues they were going to be putting up, she was not included. And the reason for that is that they felt they had already had a sufficient number of Mother Cabrini statues in, in, in New York. Yes, that was one of the reasons. Yes. So what? So now give us an update where we are in this. Well, what happened was that, of course, Catholics and Italians, Italian-American individuals and organizations just were really outraged over it and... Um, all the uh, commotion caught uh, Governor Cuomo's attention, and he looked into it, and um, he just he created a committee 
to look into it and also set aside some seven hundred up to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a statue. And they uh, the committee did decide uh, on a statue to put at in Battery Park, which is on the southern tip of Manhattan. And uh, now they're they're uh, getting a, a proposal from artists as to what the statue is going to look like. So, so that's good. So basically. The people's vote won then over the uh, the, the politicians uh, p- p- because then the politicians figured well they wanted to promote something else because they had already given enough you know and you know we have a similar thing I got to tell you here in this day we got um, a, a vote here where we had all of our card tabs were supposed to be thirty dollars and everybody in the state voted on this and all, and all the politicians despite the majority vote of that. Um, the politicians, you know, are taking this to court against the people, and you got one very liberal judge who who ought to be hung, um, who basically has, uh, you know, temporarily approved an a thing to 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 allow the this case to you know to go, to go forward rather than throwing it out. I mean, when the people vote, the people vote. Come on. Right. I mean, you know, if you can't handle that, you shouldn't be in public office. You need to retire and get out and let somebody else right. who's going to, because you got to represent, and I don't care if you're liberal or if you're conservative, mm-hmm. the vote right. is a vote. Okay. Right. And I mean, once you start to erode that, you erode our entire, our entire system of our country. And it doesn't matter what, what, how you swing. If you, Erode the, the people's power of vote, then you know next time it might be on on something else that you want on the other side. You can't do that. You got to follow what the people vote on. So I'm glad to hear that in New York they had enough decency to stand up and follow the vote of the people. And God, let's hope to God they do that here as well. Okay. Okay. So, so go on. Okay. Well, the next thing is um, there's quite a lot of Italian art exhibits that are coming up. A couple are um, ending. This month, so for people who are uh, closer to these museums, they or they want to you know, take a quick tra- uh, plane ride, they can uh, get to see. There's one at the National Gallery of Art in Washington D.C. That's on a Verrocchio, a sculptor and painter of Renaissance Florence, and it's uh, the first ever monographic exhibit in the United States. Uh, and he was. Um, his lifespan was from 1435 to 1488, so he he wasn't around for too long. But he's uh, listed as an innovative artist, painter, sculptor, and teacher. So that ends on uh, January 12th. And then there's another one in, in the Seattle Art Museum, which is much closer to you. Exactly. Which uh, <laughs> closes on January 26th. And that's called. That's the. Flesh and Blood Italian Masterpiece. That's right. We've been promoting it. In fact, we gave oh, away a bunch. We gave away a bunch of free tickets to that oh, here. Great, yeah, on the great. show over the last a few months. So okay, that's so a that's, great exhibit. Has, okay, so that's those two are for January. Then there's one that's um, at the Georgia Museum of Art, and it closes on March 8th, and it's Master Pupil Follower, 16th to 18th Century Italian Works on Paper. And their sketches, they're dating from the 30, about 30 drawings dating from the 16th to the 18th centuries. That's fantastic. That's yeah, fantastic. So these are different art exhibits, depending where you are in the country, you get around and see. And some of this right. work right. There's two more. There's just, another one uh, in Houston, the Museum of Fine Arts, which is a little different. It's more modern. It's called Radical Italian Design from 1965 to 1985. And it's... it's uh, 
description is examines Italy's post-war explosion of disruptive design through furniture, lighting, design, architectural models, paintings, and other objects. That's a little more on the contemporary end. Right, right. And then the, la- the last one right now uh, is um, opening February 16th to June 14th at the National Gallery of Art in Washington, and that's Raphael and his circle. And that's celebrating the, fifth, the 500th anniversary of Raphael's death, which wow. is this year. Yeah. So they have and, all kinds of wonderful Italian art around the country. Yes. Depending where you live, you can go, because we have many listeners not only here in the right. Puget Sound area, but they pick up our podcasts across the country. Wherever you live, folks, maybe you can get by to see one of these things, because I know that this does not come here often, right? and it probably is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For most of these, yes, it is. It's, it's difficult. I was really happy to find so many uh, this, this, you know, at this time, because, because there's really not a lot going on in the Italian-American community after the holidays. Everything's been done, kind of. But to have these art exhibits is really a good, and it's an interesting representation. You have the Renaissance, and you also have modern day. Right, right. My co-host here, John Abadi, has a question for you. Sure. Sicilian on my late father's side and Russian on my mother's. The reason why I want to find out, is there anybody in the New York area that uh, will do uh, basically what you're doing, but uh, talk about events that are happening uh, next year in uh, Italy, particularly Sicily? And the reason why Sicily is because I may be going there uh, next summer or in the fall on a project for a short term in Sicily and then combining it to uh, go to the Taormina area where the Abates came from. Uh, would you happen to know of anybody in the New York City area that would be able to show different events taking place in Italy and Sicily for next year? One of the best things to do is to go uh, you know, online and search for Sicily uh, events in Sicily. Okay. 2021. And, or even 2020, and then you can yeah. get some um, some contact information, and then you can go from there. Um, unless it's something really big, you know, something really you know wonderful celebration of someone's life or death happening. Usually, it's only like for the first, like for the current year. Right. They don't project that far, but there might be something happening. Right. So it's just just best to to, to do that and you know, check. So Janice, we have just yeah. about 30 seconds left here. Let's hear about the, what, what, what is the Italian women, women of STEM? What is that? Yes. yes, let me talk about that very quickly. Well, you know, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. Right, and right. I've been working on a project for the Italian Historical Society of America, who the founder of that is the person responsible for naming the Verrazano Bridge. And I've been doing women's biographies, and I've just completed some scientists, and um, truly amazing. These women have been fascinating me. I've done composers, writers, artists. It's really fascinating women. And these women date from the uh, 12th century. Uh, Trota of Salerno is, was a, she wrote a book about women's health issues. And uh, right now up to, uh, for the science, the woman of STEM, up to um, uh, Rita Levi Montalcini, the one who won the, uh, she received the Nobel Prize. In 2012, so, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So now so, tell everybody where we can go to get more information, all this wonderful stuff that you put out, because you have you really offer a great, great service to the Italian-Americans across the United States. And we're just so honored to have you on our show every couple of yeah. months and bring us up to date about everything going on. Where can people go to find out more about all these things you're telling us about? Um, the best thing to do, I guess, is to go to my um, my website, com. 
and then they can find out a lot of information. All my other websites are listed there, so they can find everything that they need to find. They can also go to the Italian historical dot uh, org, and that's going to have all the women that I've been writing about, all the biographies I've been doing, where they can get detailed biographies. A lot of these facts is taking me hours and hours to research these women, and there's also a lot of resources there. So it's very, very interesting that these women are just fascinating. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Janice. It's always such a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, Happy New Year. We look forward to our next conversation. Keep up all the great work. And, folks, we'll be right back after this short commercial break talking of Frutto di Mare from Montocino Ristorante Italiana, a restaurant and recipe of the week. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio Show, part of the Italian Radio Network. So this is um, an interesting uh, thing we have, this wonderful, wonderful pasta we're just talking about here. Great Pasta, frutto di mare pasta from Montalcino Ristorante Italiano Nessequa, one of the very best Italian restaurants in the country. They were just, in fact, awarded recently best in Western Washington. They've been multiple years as best uh, open table, best 100 on open table, which means they're one of the best 100 restaurants in the country of any cuisine. Uh, and they have this unique Fruta di Mare, which is, of course, a seafood pasta. And as Eric and I were talking, it kind of has a saffron tomato cream flavor. Yeah, it's very, Both very little, unique, but delicious. Yeah, just a yeah. delicious. It's, I think, and everything they have there is good, but this, I think, is absolutely my favorite recipe. What do you think, John? Oh, this is wonderful. I, you know, I keep saying, I keep saying it, delicioso a la casalinga. Yeah, and not only yeah. that, but, you know, if I have an opportunity to take somebody and entertain, say, maybe a young lady at Montachino's, what I would get is this as a side dish to the wild boar. Oh, to me, yeah, that would oh, be yeah. a perfect. That would be a perfect meal. Mm. Absolutely. You know? This Absolutely. has like prawns and capers. I've noticed. Um, yeah. And the the sauce is like nothing I've really ever tasted yeah. before. Really yeah. Unbelievable. 
Any idea? I mean, obviously, we don't want to give um, up. You know, any I don't secrets, know exactly, but, but you're right. You do taste the saffron. You taste um, mm-hmm. definitely the tomato with the cream. There's that cream that's yeah, in the does, sauce. Yeah, that makes it. It really makes it. Um, and just a certain flavor, folks. You got to come out try Monochinos. We appreciate them from being for being our uh, our uh, sponsor this week of our uh, of uh, in, in contributing to our restaurant of the week, our our recipe of the week, our food and food, food and beverage segment, which is brought to you by the way by our sponsor Tito's Vodka. We love Tito's Vodka. They were really great. They all last year. They're going to be with us again this year. They. They, they support a lot of our veteran events throughout the year, a lot of our charitable events for the Italian community, and uh, we really appreciate them, and we appreciate Monalcinos for this great food. And, Tony, I'll tell you, the best time that I had when I enter, brought somebody to entertain, they made a comment. Not only the food was great, but the entertainment provided by the one and only Tony Lestella uh-huh. would come over to the table and ask, what song would you like to hear me sing, you know? That, uh, we, that also, really we, have, we have a lot of fun. But, you know, oh, interestingly, yeah. people, yeah. and people would think this because I sing there, but um, I would not sing there if the food wasn't good. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't have to sing there. I could sing anywhere. No. Um, and there, and not to say there's not other good Italian restaurants around. There are plenty of them in the uh, Seattle but, area. But I yeah. tell you what, this one is exceptional. It and is. And I sing there because it's a place where I'm very, very... Honored to bring my my family, bring my friends, and and tell people about it. You know, so it's, it's you know, it's, Tony. I'll tell you what they talk about five star restaurants. I think that uh, the the great five star restaurants in this country have to go up to the standard set by Montecinos. That's well, how I look you. at it. All right, and I'm stuffing my mouth here with the last bite of this. We're gonna get into our event yeah, calendar. Thank you. Mm. All right, so we have uh, a few events coming up this week that are. Or this uh, this uh, start of this year, rather, that are really great. We want to tell you all about. But to start out with, before we get into the uh, individual events, I want to tell you about a, a great, great opportunity for your family that will also uh, just serve a great need here in our Italian community. If you are here within the greater Puget Sound area, you have the opportunity to host a soccer player from Italy and be part of the Olympic Soccer Academy uh, program this year, okay? So the Olympic Soccer Academy run by my good friend Giuseppe Pisano. Giuseppe is a wonderful guy from Italy, and what they do every year is he has a soccer program here where they bring over the young soccer uh, people that are excelling in Italy from the ages of about, I would say, maybe 16 to 25, in that age range. They put him here with our players playing at different levels. They have both a women's and a a, a, a man, a men and a woman's um, competition, uh, and it just is a wonderful, wonderful experience for these kids to come here and play with our kids, and for our kids to play with them. And just a great cultural experience, and a great experience if if, you know, if your family wants to host one of these players, where they can live with you for about two or three months. So it's not like you know the normal exchange student thing where they're with you the whole year we're talking they i think they come over somewhere around maybe april and they stay till about july through the season but just a wonderful wonderful time some great relationships and friendships can be made there if you're interested in learning more about this please go to osa seattle fc osa seattle and uh, there'll be more information how you can host one of these italian soccer players now, what do we got coming up here, John? On Saturday, February the 1st, it looks like we have 
the general, the, the, the Grand Lodge of the Northwest, their big crab feed, which is taking place at the Homely Family Church in Auburn. Mm-hmm. So this is always a lot of fun. We hope that you guys are going to get out there and uh, and be able to attend that. Um, and you know, depending where you live, I know they they have they have they have two of these big crab fests. Okay, so the first one, of course, is the Grand Lodge, the Stone Auburn, February first. The second mm-hmm. one is at the end of February, on uh, February 29th. The Italian Club of Seattle has their big crab dinner at Saint Alphonsus mm-hmm. Church in um in, in Ballard, Ballard in Ballard, in yes. Ballard yeah. Ballard. I, and I don't know what the price is, but normally the price is around 50 bucks for, e- for each of these, I think, in that range. The interesting thing is, I mean, for $50, it's a deal. I mean, you get all the crab you can eat. You get pasta. You get your side dishes. You get beer and wine. I mean, you basically get everything for 50 bucks. And it's a wonderful time. It's one of the most um, delightful events of the, years for your, of the year for your palate that we wait for every year. Uh, so you really, folks, if you try to get to one or the other or both of these and you have a great time, go to the Grand Lodge to find out about their crab feed or go to the Italian Club of Seattle to find out about theirs. One save the date event we have for you is um, June 18th. I know we normally do our event calendar only 30 days out, but our save the date, our big events coming up throughout the year that we want you to mark your calendar for so you don't forget June 18th is, of course, Italian Heritage Night at the Mariners. And we're going to have uh, Marty DeGrelli on here to tell us about this as we get close to that event. Uh, Mariners versus Kansas City Royals. It's always a great day for the Italians out there. They usually have a great giveaway and some other special stuff going on that day at the ballpark. And uh, a great price for it. And the, and the proceeds go to help fund the Italian festivals here in Seattle. So I tell you, John, this has been a uh, kickoff of a New Year's. Is there anything, uh, we only have about a minute here left, but let me know. Is there anything that comes to mind uh, that you would like to say either about 2019 or were you looking ahead for 2020? Well, uh, 2020, on July 15th, I hit the big 8-0, and I want to make sure it's uh, one fantastic celebration. And um, I don't know, hopefully I would be overseas on a project in Malaysia and I figure that I'll be one of one of three places, depending upon how the schedule is. You that's see? great. Well, and, that's and great. And this way, uh, I'll let it be known that since I give an outstanding presentation that morning, I get a fantastic uh, celebration in the afternoon to celebrate the Big 8-0. There you go. Well, and I just want to say, you know, uh, looking back, we had just a wonderful event New Year's Eve at Pellegrino's down uh, in Olympia, Tumwater. Um, it was probably the best event ever. We'd been doing this for four years down there. The food was out of the world this year, and they just knocked it out of the bar- ballpark. They had this um, filet mignon steak that just melted in your mouth with this pate. Um, they had great appetizers, great hors d'oeuvres, of course, especially cocktails all night long with Tito's Vodka, Big Toast at Midnight, and the band played for hours. Just had a wonderful, wonderful time, and I hope everybody uh, who was there comes back next year. And we'll start promoting it uh, you know, early in this so we uh, we'll get everybody a chance to get tickets as we get closer to that day. And you stayed sober. Well, I wouldn't go that far because I had a hotel down there. So I think I was blind from about 3 o'clock on the 31st until about 3 o'clock on the 2nd. But what can I tell you? Folks, we thank you so much for listening. Be a part of our program. Remember, you can hear us 24-7 by going to our website, 
WCIR.biz. That's the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio.biz. And uh, listen to this week's broadcast or any of our past broadcasts. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. God bless you all and have a great, happy new year. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my my friend Frank Isernio said, All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast, Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. 